hello and welcome to the first and inaugural podcast for the city of Middletown. I'm Byron McCauley and uh, I am the what am I? I? What am I, Alicia? Well, you I'm wear the, many hats, but yes. today you're the communications manager. I'm the manager. communications manager uh, for the city of Middletown, and I'm really excited about this first uh, podcast because today we have a, a special program, and I, I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fabulous, uh, and it involves manufacturing, which is the bread and butter of the city of Middletown for, has been for so long. And so happy to have with me, Miss Lisha Moreland. Thank you. Who is the Assistant Director of Economic Development for the city of Middletown. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. This Good. is exciting being our first kickoff to the podcast series. It absolutely is. I love it. And I couldn't think of a better person to kick this off. Oh, I could think of plenty. Well, maybe, <laughs> but but right Thank now you. with with you and your department, you have so much going on. We do. Uh, it keeps me busy because, and that's great for my job security. Yes. yes. Uh, but but you guys have so much going on around economic development in this town. We do. Uh, and what what I hope to do today is just kind of encapsulate a lot of the things that are happening, uh, and then maybe share some some pretty exciting news as well that's, yes. that's happening yes. uh, here in the next uh, next few days. We're on the heel of something, so yep. we'll, we're, we're teasing that, but. First, um, can you introduce yourself and tell yes. uh, tell the city and our, our our listeners and viewers about what you've been doing here for a year? That it's almost one full year yes, that yes. you've been here. We're at the one year mark. Um, so yes, yeah. Lisha Moreland, Assistant Director of Economic Development for the City of Middletown. Um, in my previous roles, I have always been involved in economic development, even though it may not have been part of my official title. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got a background in, you know, jumping from corporate America into small business. I've owned a portfolio of businesses of various sizes and, and industries. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it started with one and then we just sort of grew the portfolio to six companies at one time. So it was very exciting. Um, and then after that, I went into uh, business advising, business strategist mm -hmm. and worked with, again, worked with companies of all sizes yeah. and various industries. So it's, you know, when you look at economic development, it, it, it touches every facet of a city. Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's big business or small business, you know, the world of economic development has, has changed and morphed from what it used to be. Right. Um, you know, it used to be that folks kind of thought of it as, as just real estate, you know, you're going to put a, a store here or a restaurant here, or, you know, but as a town grows, there's, there's growing pains, right? You have mm -hmm. to, you have to plan for that growth. So much, much like you do with your own family when you're growing a family. So, you know, is there, is there road infrastructure? Is there utility infrastructure? Do we have sites available that would be uh, attractive to, to different types of businesses and in different industries? Uh, but part of that really goes back to What's your city personality? Mm -hmm. um, ours is a manufacturing community. We have other businesses and other industries here, but primarily, and especially when you look at our history, it's it's manufacturing. So embracing that and um, preparing for growth in manufacturing is is huge. And it's exciting and it's never going away. You know, um, 
you said something really interesting. You talked about a city's personality. And I've heard you say in very recently, you've been sort of around the, the region talking about economic development. And I heard you um, ask a whole group of folks who were pretty influential people around the region, but you asked them, did you know questions, yes. right? Yes. I really was um, um, elated and enlightened when you talked about that. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because that goes with the, you know, the city's character, right? Yes. The did you know questions. Yes. Share a couple of those and uh, talk about that. Thank you. Um, so did you know questions? I, you know, I've always thought of those as it's a way of sharing information, but it's a way of engaging who you're sharing that information with. Um, and it's sort of like fun fact or little, little bits of trivia. There's, there's a lot of thoughts about Middletown, whether it's based on history or it's based on recent events. Um, but to really share the nuances of our city, you know, I like to ask those, did you know? Um, and I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that I asked, uh, at the event that you're talking about is about our airport. You know, did you know that Middletown has an airport? That's right. I would say probably about half the room because there were what, 75 yeah, There were 75 plus people. Um, and it was really, again, very influential. It, it was. People were looking to, 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 to take action yes. on their businesses and grow their businesses and yes. grow their economies. Yep. Yep. And they, so, you know, they were about half of them were familiar with Middletown. Um, the other half were not. And then I asked some more specific questions about the airport. You know, did you, do you know how large of an aircraft it can accommodate? Um, did you know that we have this or did you know that we have that? I did ask, uh, how did Middletown get its name? Yes. And I had several people say it was based on location because we're mm -hmm. between Cincinnati and Dayton. So right. meet in and, the middle is one of our hashtags. That's sort of the obvious one. It is. Correct? It is. And that's not how we got our name. But I wow. love that story. So I'd rather yeah. stick with that one. Yeah, it seems um, like it's a better story. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just, it was, you know, John Vale founded Middletown and he moved here from Middletown, New Jersey. And so right. he gave it the name Middletown. New so Jersey. It's, it's not as exciting <laughs> as saying we're in the middle and that's how we got our name. Sure, but, sure. But we are in the middle. Well, so. I found that. So what was the answer, by the way, to that, uh, the, the size of plane that we can land and the... Um, so it's, the, it's interesting. It's a 737, but there's a certain type of 737. Um, okay. If it's dry pavement, the only 737 that it cannot accommodate if it's wet pavement is, I believe it's a 737-800. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that because I don't have okay. it in front of me right now. But yeah. um, but as long as it's dry pavement, it will accommodate and has yeah. um, accommodated a 737. Would we want to do that on a continuous basis? Not right now, right? We have some infrastructure improvements yeah. we would have to do to accommodate that. Mm -hmm. But we have, and we will continue to do so. We have, you know, quite a few private planes that come in that are quite sizable. We had some military planes land at our airport mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend yes. and observant of the, of the Miami football game. So that's that right. was kind that's of, right. that's kind of neat. And it's something that gives us some uniqueness that, other airports don't necessarily have. And mm -hmm. we are out of the congested airspace of the, of the Cincinnati and the Dayton International Airports. So we've, we've got some opportunities there that we're looking into. Who knew that the uh, economic development director 
would know the difference between dry pavement and wet <laughs> pavement. You have to be really be. Hey, uh, you have to get up really early in the morning to uh, be sharper than. No, than you, I Ms. I Lisha, rely on our Marlon. our airport manager Joe Dival, who is fantastic, and she she's is. doing a lot of great things out there. And yeah. and I love having her on the team. It it allows me to do other things when she shares knowledge about airport operations with me. So, um, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Once again, I'm Byron McCauley, communications manager of the city of Middletown. And we are here with Lisha Moreland, the uh, assistant economic development director of our fair city. And one thing that we talked about earlier that I, that I really want you to, 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 to sort of update us on now here in a few days from now, we're, you are planning something called the um, Forging Tomorrow. It's a manufacturing forum yes. uh, that talks about our bread and butter in Middletown, which is manufacturing. Yes. But it's not the manufacturing that that your dad grew up with. Right, right. Well, and, you know, it's interesting. That's a sort of one of those did you know moments, right? So when I talk about manufacturing, I like to ask folks, you know, what do you think of when you hear the word manufacturing? You know, what conjures up in your mind? And a lot of times it's, it's as you just alluded to, you know, when my dad grew up, it's that dirty, hardworking, not temperature controlled environment. And big manly muscle man right, in factories, right? And while you still have some of those, depending, depending on the sector, um, you also have very clean environments, you know, so if they're doing injection molding, if they're doing manufacturing for food products, if they're doing manufacturing for pharmaceuticals. Um, so a lot of those are, are clean environments. We even have some metal types of manufacturing, certain sectors that are clean environments. So, you know, the, the, the connotation that used to come up when you would say manufacturing is, is a little bit different now because right. we've had that sort of that evolution. And, you know, when you look at the title of our manufacturing forum, you know, Forging Tomorrow, it, it will continue to evolve. And as we start to bring technology more and more into the manufacturing space, that 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 tomorrow looks very different, um, whether it's short term or, or long term. You know, I am so glad you mentioned Technology, because when we think of manufacturing, we don't always think of technology driven, right? Right, and it's in it. It's manufacturing these days. It sort of takes a back seat from a sort of you know business sexiness level, right? right. Everybody looks at IT and AI and all that, but really, when you think about manufacturing, that has all of that and it more. It does. One of the things that um, that you talked about a lot. And that really intrigues me as a as a dad. Um, people who need to go to work, mm -hmm. but need a place for their kids to be. And we just had some um, uh, some federal monies that sort of dried up around emergency help during COVID, where families were getting some relief to to for their daycare situation. Yeah. Um, but companies are going to have to think differently about their workforce and their needs. Yes. Yes. It's, um, you, you know, there's not a city or a municipality across this entire country that doesn't have workforce challenges. Um, and, and there's, 
there's a myriad of things that go into what is creating the workforce challenge, right? Whether it's, and we read about it, you can pick up any news line and read about it. It's, it's the baby boomers are, are retiring and Gen Z is coming in and what they're looking for is a little bit different. And, you know, when I hear, when I hear employers say, I have all these job postings and nobody wants to work, you know, that's inaccurate. They want to work. They just don't want to work for you. Right? They don't want to work mm-hmm. for you because you have not made the changes in your organization that is a better fit or balance to the needs of that incoming workforce. Right. So whether it's a generation thing um, or it's a where you are in life thing, um, you know, I say we, sort of the collective we as a society, we are putting a lot of resources, focus, attention, time, money into um, programming and development of our of our younger generations, the workforce, whether it's the STEAM and STEM students mm-hmm. or it's the students that want to get a skilled trade. And those are important and we need them to fill the pipeline. But there is a huge untapped employee candidate pool, which is our, um, regardless of how we want to term it, because I've heard so many different terminologies, you mm-hmm. know, second chance hiring, fair chance employment, Um, But the other part of that, and we'll talk about that in a second, the other part to that, what workers need, what's filling the workforce gap is childcare. Um, You know, family is important. And when we go to work, we spend more time with our work family than we do our home family every day. That's right. Wouldn't it be nice if we were able to have our children with us during our commute times, right, to work, from work, if we were able to pop in and have lunch with our child or just check in on them. Maybe they know we're there or maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But sort of circa 1970s, I'm going to date myself a little bit now, um, you know, your larger employers had on-site childcare. And if you worked for an employer who had on-site childcare, your work history had a different level of credibility to it. Uh, you know, and then we get away from that and sort of the circa late 80s, early 90s come around and we have franchised models of childcare, varying levels of what they offer. Um, and, and that's important, too. But now it's sort of like it's it's good for history to repeat itself in a way um, as an economic development professional. If if I can somehow create an incentive for my employers here within this municipality to, to provide childcare in some way to their employees as a perk, whether it's on site, whether it's a consortium of employers that if they're in close geographic proximity, they can two or three or four can support uh, an employer supported childcare uh, for their workers, or they provide a stipend, you know, in whatever way that is, if we can create an incentive as an economic development professional, that is a business retention and attraction tool. Absolutely. But it also is an employee retention and attraction tool to the employers. Right. So uh, being able to offer that becomes part of that doing something different, mm-hmm. right? It's not mm-hmm. something that's done a lot right now. There are some that have made that change. We're going to have some of those speakers at our forum, Yes. Um, both the employers that are doing it and the ones who work with employers to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's just sort of one of those 
you know, the sort of shopping list of things that, that employers can do for their workforce that is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, I can pay Bob maybe $35 an hour instead of $40 an hour if I help provide childcare in some way for his child. Right, the chances right. of Bob leaving to go somewhere else for a quarter more per hour are less likely. Right. That's exactly so. right. It's that it, it feels like an intangible. We used to call it an intangible yes. benefit. Yes. But really, uh, I don't think it's intangible I'll anymore. I tell you what, there's a lot of facets that, to it. Yeah, it is. And it's taking care of the families of the employees. Mm-hmm. You know, and when employees feel like they are getting support and taking care of their families, they are. Um, they are less likely to leave. Right. They feel more engaged and valued. And frankly, they're more productive. They are I more productive. Because they, they feel supported. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You mentioned one thing, and, and you can briefly address this, but when we talk about second chance hiring, that's a big deal. It is. Because of a shrinking work- workforce, mm-hmm. that's a whole other workforce that's out there that really yeah. we've overlooked. Truly and, overlooked. And it, it takes... Um, you can you can talk to me about it, but it, it takes a, a kind of a restructuring when you think about um, your hiring practices, your culture, your yes. HR departments. Yes, um, like I said, it's a huge untapped employee candidate pool, and a lot of those folks had a skill or a trade prior to being incarcerated, or they gained the the skill or maybe a certification while being incarcerated, um, and part of that. You know, when you hire someone who is a re-entry employee, that is, it has to be an intentional strategy. It can't just be, well, I'm going to hire Susie and John and say that I'm part of the, you know, fulfilling the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. an intentional strategy. and, And to your point, there has to be changes in the vetting, the recruiting, the onboarding, um, and as well to help your current workforce acclimate to the new members. That's right. And, um, you know, if it's part of the mission and part of the culture, then it's it's a much easier thing to adapt. Mm-hmm. It's more palatable. It is. You are Alicia Moreland, Assistant Director of Economic Development for the City of Middletown. It's very exciting for, for you to be here. Uh, we are really thankful that you're here as an entre- a successful entrepreneur with all the experience that you sort of bring uh, to the table here. Thank you. So knowing what you know and the things that you've come through and bringing your sort of innovative kind of thinking, I think the city is very fortunate, Thank frankly, you. to to have you on board. And, and it's great. Again, it, ke- it keeps me, uh, it keeps my job security <laughs> uh, up. So that's, that's well, we wonderful. We got to keep you around. Right. Well, you know, I, I hope so. Uh, there, there, there's one more thing, I, and, but I do want to take a moment to, to talk about because some people will hear this prior to uh, the, the, um, the, the manufacturing form, but some will hear it after. So uh, just to take a moment, it is October 26th. This right? Thursday, October 26th. And it's going to be held at Miami Middletown, which is part yep. of their Miami Regionals Yes, Miami uh, colleges. Regionals campus. This is mm-hmm. a fantastic campus. Yes. Uh, starting at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. 
ending at around 1, 1230. Yeah. Okay, that's I good. I folks can stay after and mm-hmm. network and ask mm-hmm. questions and have sure. conversation. But yeah, it's Absolutely. 8 to 1230 is sort of the identified time. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. That's that's good. I hope people can come out because it's, Thank it's you. really something that, that people, I think, businesses and just citizens who are interested yeah. can come out. Is there a fee, by the way? There is. Um, so it's it's... $50 uh, for single. If, if multiple employees are coming from the same company, there is a discount for multiples. Um, we have reached beyond our municipal borders uh, to manufacturers and those who are in some way related or have a hand in the manufacturing industry. They could be a supplier or what have you. Um, because what we're talking about at our forum is not just specific to Middletown. Um and in economic development, we need to collaborate across borders. You know, it used to be you sort of just played in your own sandbox and, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing and you don't tell me what you're doing. And, you know, we don't poach each other's. The, the, the thought is we're not supposed to poach each other's employers, but there's not one municipality that can provide all the housing, all the jobs, all the employers. So we have to collaborate in economic development to be able to support our employers and to support our workforce. Um, So I have reached out to our sister cities that surround our borders to say, hey, come to this, right? You're invited, come to this, because what we're talking about, there's a, this is sort of the game changer, right? When I approached this idea, there's tons of forums and summits going on around manufacturing and especially in Southwest Ohio, all of Ohio, uh, Site Selection Magazine just named Ohio number three across the U.S. Um, so there are some things that are happening and getting ready to happen that we have got to be prepared for. And so as I was listening to the, the Q's and A's, the questions at the end of the panel sessions in these other forums and summits, I started to realize there's sort of this common denominator of what's being asked. And I realized these forums were talking about the what and what the people are asking is the how. So that's how I created this, the script and the focus for our Mm -hmm. forum. We will talk about the what's if you read down through the, you know, the topic Mm -hmm. um, titles, those are the what's, but the panelists that are going to be speaking are talking about the how, because they're either the employers that are already doing it, or they are the companies that work with the employers on how to now go do it. The next step, I always call it a next step after this, is it's kind of like when you lead a horse to water, are they going to drink? I'm bringing them the water. So there are some next step conversations that are already scheduled with these subject matter experts that if the decision makers at these, at these manufacturing companies or the, the, the executive management, if they're bought into creating the change and initiating the change in their environment to accommodate the additional workforce candidates um, and create the environment that fits and supports the lifestyles of those incoming workers. If they're bought in to creating that change, then they sign up for this next step conversation. And that really is a more intimate conversation with the subject matter expert to say, okay, now that we're done with the forum and we've talked about the how, now the how becomes very specific to their environment. Yes. So we're leading the horses to water. Yeah. Are they going to drink? 
We'll see. We'll see. It, it looks like they're they're thirsty. Uh, they are definitely thirsty. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Lisha, you know there are so many things I think we can talk talk about here, and and we should do this more because there's Let's a do. lot happening in Middletown. So much more that we can't possibly talk about in this first yes inaugural uh, show. But we'll come back because I I, I'm I'm, I am very excited about the the new uh, hockey uh, arena. We won't talk about that. In detail, but but that's coming. Oh yes, it's okay. Coming. So that's it's one coming. thing that we we won't get to in this one, but that's something that for another for another uh, episode. Yes, All I'm right. looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Yes, this is awesome, and thank you. And we will um, be back for our, the next episode of our uh, new podcast, City of Middletown podcast. And we will, we will, we're looking forward to just having, you know, filling people in on some of the exciting things that are going on around here. I like it. All right. So thank you again. Thank you. And we will uh, be back. Okay.